0: I'm Kate and I'm Jesse and you're listening to Cocktails and Content <laughs> Creation. Let's
1: do this. The reason that you have multiple revenue streams is because even if you get a little bit from everything, it ends up adding up so much.
2: Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews.
0: And I'm Jesse Whiteman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 109. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We would love to know what you think.
2: We certainly would. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to monetize your creative content. Um, but before we go any further, Jesse, what are you drinking today?
0: Mm, So I actually have been enjoying some pump yard ship, the pump yard, shipyard pumpkin. Oh my Mm. gosh. So yeah, um, we had some back in the fall and um, we went over to our neighbor's house a couple weekends ago and I was like, oh, we should not go empty-handed so that's what i picked up and we have a couple <laughs> left because we don't drink that much anymore uh yeah just a good go-to
2: that is always a good go-to well i've got a different one for you i'm drinking 50 grams or mil- i don't know milligrams of dextrose this morning mm-hmm, for my mm-hmm. for my sugar my blood sugar test for this pregnancy so um yeah it's pretty gross Sorry, yeah, I've guys. heard it's
0: like the um is it I've heard it compared to like Tang.
2: It's you know what my mom compared it to? Um, and it's because at the time that she was pregnant, they only had like coke, basically it was like coke syrup. So this one's lemon lime. So it's kind of just like did you ever work at a um, you know, a bar or something like that where they had like the mixtures of the syrup for the for the sodas, and then, but it mixed with something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's like the soda syrup without anything mixed. It's uh, gross. Gotcha. Gotcha. I used oh. to, I, when I worked years and years ago at a local theater, um I tried, <laughs> I tried the syrup once and it was a huge mistake. And that's all it can remind me of. Oh, yeah. Gross. It's pretty gross. Yep. Yeah. But that's all right. That's all right. We're doing, uh I'm excited about this interview. Um, I met, actually met Marissa years ago um, in 2019 at this point, I think it was, um, when I, we went to Nantucket for a day um, and, you know, she was already big at that point, but I'm so excited to see how much bigger her brand and her, her whole um, presence online has gotten it. She really does some great stuff. So uh, that, now that we've got the important stuff out of the way, let's dive into our discussion with Marissa Zing of Crafty Girl. Marissa Zing came to Boston to
0: study nursing and found friendship and the importance of living presently. While her usual post is now at the nurse's station, you can sometimes find her behind a sewing machine and cataloging her DIYs on her blog, One Crafty Girl. On her blog and social channel, she styles secondhand finds, custom couture, and styles staples both in her wardrobe and home. Today, she's going to be talking to us on how to monetize your
2: creative content. Marissa, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. We're so excited to have you on the show. So first off, this is cocktails and content creation. So we must ask, what are you drinking or what would you be drinking if it was, you know, PM? <laughs> uh, so it depends. In the summer,
1: it's definitely going to be a Negroni, no Spagliato, just straight up. And if it is the winter, which it is now, it's going to be in Old Fashioned.
2: Well. That is maybe the most involved answer we've had on the show. <laughs> Although we did have somebody like send us a drink that they had like created at one point. Yeah. Oh, um, but that, was, cool that was, that was, that was quite, that's quite the, the order you've got going on there. All right. So you do you uh, want well, to get really fancy. You add instead of the sugar, a little bit of maple in the
1: old fashioned. Well, I was going mean, to say, okay, I need, a,
0: I need old a old lesson fashion. on what the old fashioned is. I'm, okay. I'm assuming it's whiskey, <laughs> right? Cause I am not it's a whiskey drinker.
1: Basically just whiskey, a sugar cube. Um, a cherry and then bitters and an orange peel. So, oh, it's basically and, just alcohol yeah. with like a little seasoning.
0: <laughs> what's the one where it, it has sweetness. the um? What's the one where it's got the cherry juice in it?
2: Um, a Shirley see. Temple. Oh. No, so it's a whiskey drink. Oh, It's got no, I, I forget. I don't know. No. I don't know. I, somebody, somebody, let us know. My father you know, father-in-law something. drinks it. I cannot think of the name, but it it's good. I digress. Anything sounds good to me these days, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> right. Well, we got a little bit uh, from Jesse about uh, crafty uh, crafty girl, now that I know how to say it correctly. Now tell us, you know, you, she said you're at the nurse's station most of the time, but tell us a little bit about who you are, where you got to this, how you got to this point and what it is that you do. Fantastic. So I love this question because my journey has been, I think, one that a lot of
1: People who went into a serious career but have a creative side can kind of understand. So I always wanted to grow up and be a nurse. I loved helping people. So naturally, I went from my really rural town in New Hampshire to Boston because it was the mecca of all of these amazing hospitals to go to nursing school graduated nursing school and realized that it is while a very rewarding career, it is very stressful. So one of the first things I did when I graduated was start a DIY blog because it was a really an amazing outlet of creativity and then kind of beautifully. And I wasn't really, I wasn't expecting how it kind of transformed itself in 2020 when everyone wanted to learn how to make things and make things their own, like that emphasis on personal style, that the blog itself actually became a source of income for me. So now it is, and I'm at least trying this next year. Um, and I just graduated as an NP too. So really juggling two things in my hand, but the blog has been so amazing and I've been able to support myself through my studies with it. So it has been Amazing. And I think the whole thing for me was just sort of emphasizing that in personal style, it doesn't have to cost you a bunch. And if you have, and if you want the budget or if you have the budget for it, then my site can kind of provide ways that you can make it personal to you. So I think like with those two things in mind, it's really, I've been able to monetize myself more in the last year.
2: Now, how So So you kind of mentioned in 2020, this is when it really started taking off, but how long into your content creation journey did you start actually monetizing the blog and your Instagram account?
1: Yeah. So I actually had a little bit of a split in my contact, content, sorry, is I started my career as a blogger, as a New England fashion blogger. I wanted to be like the signature Ralph Lauren blog. I would go anywhere and do anything for a picture in front of a red barn and While that was amazing, and I think I really developed my photography skills, it wasn't really doing anything to move the dial for my brand. So originally, I was partnering with really preppy brands, you know, I was doing things with Sperry and those types of fashion. But I kind of, while that is amazing, and I still love those brands, I love the quality of them, it just wasn't really singing to my heart, (laughs) which is kind of making style Your own and also a little bit more sustainable when you can. Like I'm not completely perfect. I love things from Amazon. I love, (laughs) you'll find like three packages at my door every day, but I wanted to find ways to incorporate like thrifting and DIY. So I had to be a little bit more creative with how I chose to monetize and the partners that I chose, which is great because it gave me sort of the push I needed to understand how important it is to diversify yourself as a content creator. So I started kind of using things like reaching out to companies about the value of education. So this is a big thing that I use in all of my pitches is that while I used to be able to provide those really beautiful, high quality photos, now I'm moving towards short-term video content that is more educational. So if you go to my page, you'll see that even if it doesn't look that way on every post, it is trying to teach you something because when you educate someone on something, those reels, those TikToks, those shorts, people will save them to come back to later as opposed to any other type of content type. So I use that really to pitch to brands being like, like I just did a collaboration with Monos and this one was unpaid, but I kind of wanted to use it as a stepping stone and sort of like a portfolio piece to what I can do for these sort of major brands. So it is a Monos, for those who aren't familiar, is a sort is a um a suitcase company. They make really great suitcases and I love the quality of them. And so I partnered with them for a post in exchange for a carry-on. I was like amazing. And I basically used my Cricut to add like a little saying to it and add um, you know, my monogram, my new monogram. I just changed my name to it. And I used that as a video, and people were like, that's amazing. I never realized that I could take my suitcase something that is already so beautiful and make it personal to myself. So you just
2: have to be a little bit more creative, I think. I love that. I love the, the idea of, you know, making something personal towards yourself. Now walk us through the various ways you have been able to generate income. Cause you have, you have a lot of different ways that you're kind of doing this. You have, um, you know, affiliate links and you have an Etsy store. Like how, how what are, And if if you can, name all of the ways that you're like pulling income from the sky in a way with your (laughs) with your uh content.
1: Yeah. So I will start, I will say, and I think something that a lot of creators not always hide, but ones that are starting out is that it sometimes feels like a struggle. So if you feel like you're struggling, don't worry. I have months that I feel like that too. And the reason that you have multiple revenue streams is because even if you get a little bit from everything, it ends up adding up so much. So, it is definitely worth it in the end because I remember like at the beginning I didn't really invest that much into my affiliate links at all, which I think is one of my biggest mistakes because all of that content that people were clicking, it d- you don't get instant gratification, but if you start building it, eventually it makes a really beautiful foundation. So, just to keep that in mind, because I always like to be a little bit more encouraging, and I like at least when people come to me with questions to kind of pull the curtain back and let them know that like if you're struggling, like we're all there too. So I'll go down the list of things and how I make money, and the by amount. So the first one is is I still get a lot of brand partnerships. I'm very very fortunate to be more selective than I have in the past. So and especially now having bigger platforms, I'm able to charge a little bit more, and because I get good engagement. That also matters in your pricing. Um, I'm able to charge a little bit more as well than I was in the past, which has been really great for me. Uh, the second one is actually a lot of is the Instagram Reels program. So I know that's not available to all creators, but and it's not a bunch of money to be honest. But if you have a couple viral videos a month, it it definitely adds up quite a bit. All of my craft projects uh, have I have an Amazon shop for that. And the cool thing about Amazon, which, you know, some people kind of, you know, not the people who are trying to make a living off of it, but sometimes people are like, oh, Amazon really like trying to be a sustainable blogger, but it is a great way. To, well, I also remember the age without Amazon. So same here so that was a struggle and no,
2: the fact that you, can <laughs> get like, something you don't, you don't want to go back to that is like, <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh. I'm like, wait, I have to wait more than two days for shipping. Like, is this worth it?
2: I I know. I know. It's (laughs) like,
1: what is this? The Stone Age? Right? So the cool thing about Amazon is that from the Amazon app on your phone, you can basically share affiliate links to anyone that slides into your DMs asking you for something. Uh, You can have your own Amazon shop. And every single time someone buys something from your Amazon link, every single thing that they buy in their cart, you also get affiliate ad and become far.
0: One question about Amazon, and maybe you know this or not, but yeah. um, I do actually have um, an affiliate, like I'm an affiliate for a lot of photography gear, um, yeah. but I clearly don't know much about it. Um, sign up, give out some links, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Um, does the, I heard that it, the the cookie though expires
1: like after like 24 hours.
0: So if they don't Definitely. shop something within 20, is it still 24 hours? Definitely.
1: But what I will say is let's say... You know, there's something that's in their Amazon cart because this happened to me, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And like they had something that was like $2,000 in their Amazon cart. But they ordered something from me last because it was in their Amazon cart. I got credit for it. So, you know, it, you might. Just go, oh, nice. it's, it's nothing, but it's it's something that's they give you credit for the fact that they made the purchase because you, you were because also in the they cart.
2: saw something in there. And other
1: people head. might not disagree but that or disagree with how that happens, but that's sort of what I've seen that correlates.
2: Okay. Because
1: I'm like, you know, you get the whole list of what people have bought on there. And some of the things you're like, that's not in my shop. So <laughs> <laughs> or I can t- sometimes I can tell my when my mom um uses my affiliate link or something. Cause I mean I'm I'm shameless. <laughs> like if my mom asks for something and she's happy to She's like great money for my daughter. Um and I can tell like I was like oh so that's what she got me for Christmas. Um, <laughs> So double-edged oh, sword for sure. so
0: funny. Oh my Yeah, goodness. well, I mean,
1: family, like, ruthless peg. I think I was at a blogger event, like, in 2017, so a while ago, and some girl was talking to me about like to know it, which I do use. I don't use a bunch of because I just think, again, the cookie kind of expires, and yeah. I don't think that it's the best platform, to be honest, Um, at least not for me, for DIY, but, you know. Works for it. some people. 100%. Mm-hmm. uh is they were like oh you don't like buy all your clothes like with your own links and i was like no like i never thought to do that oh i do yeah i do that yeah
0: why not like, oh my gosh i buy so much stuff i should be linking that then right yes oh <gasps> so i need to like go in and then i need to get the link and then just open like paste it into a new browser
2: yeah that's <gasps> it yeah. jesse's mind has been blown. Okay.
1: Yeah, well, these girls Never. that I was talking to, God bless them, were like, "Yeah, you used to be able to buy your flights." Do you like to know it? So they were like traveling to Europe and getting like two hundred dollars. Oh gosh,
2: I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, like eBay, I don't. You
1: can't anymore or, because re- they got wise. Was it? But. It's not.
2: It's Rakuten. I took a work trip and we were going to this really big event, and um, it was in my past life when I was in television, and the Pope was going to be there. So like, hotels were like crazy expensive, flights were crazy expensive, and I used what was Ebates now Rakuten to like book a work trip using my boss's credit card and I got $400 back on this hotel room myself like that went to buy clothes for that trip I'm not gonna lie yeah yeah now and now I'm like I because I have like to know it too and I have Amazon affiliates and yeah yep yeah I mean I like
1: both Um, but I also finding that a lot of brands too are migrating more towards like actual specific affiliate programs so for example, I love thing. my couches. I'm the first, like I post them on TikTok. Like it's the, the first thing, like, where'd you get your couch? And like, people want to buy that, but it, no longer like, it's interior defined. I think in Joybird are no longer on like to know it. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well,
2: what's the point?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. So we have, um, so Definitely. we've got
0: brand partnerships. Then we've got the reels program, the Amazon shop is, or any other. Yes.
1: Um, Amazon shop affiliate links with like to know it. And then. I actually now have, and I recommend this for any creator because it took me a long time to get to this point, is uh, your own personal products, right? So mine is my sewing pattern. So I have sewing and crochet patterns actually. So I've been working with pattern designers because that's not something that I don't know how to use that software, but I know how to sew and I know how to design. So I've been working with them on how to create sewing patterns. So I have two that model. Well, not one that is completely, I designed in order to make a coat or a bed sheet into a coat. So it's a puffer jacket pattern because like everybody in New England needs a cute coat. Might as well go to the Goodwill and make yourself a cute crop coat, which it's super simple. Or you could use a quilt or you can use a sleeping bag I've seen too. So I designed it for New Englanders. And then the other one is a crochet pattern from one of the viral dresses I made out of a cut up Afghan blanket that made crocheters around the world gas.
2: I remember But a lot of that. them are like, I wish I
1: could make this. Do you have a pattern? So I worked with a pattern designer in order to make it. So if you do want to make it with just a some yarn, then you definitely can have it too. Because I want the whole thing with mine, um, all my brands is I want it to be accessible. So I don't want, ever want you to feel like you can't have a style because you can't afford it or you can't make it in some sense.
2: And um, how do you sell these
1: these patterns? Where I sell them work? through Etsy. Eventually okay. I will migrate them to my own site. But right now I feel that, or people feel less threatened because they buy, th- when buying through Etsy, because it's sort of like a known platform, like everyone's bought something through Etsy. And right. if you can find a digital file to sell, that is even better because it basically costs you nothing to maintain. Because I've done physical products yes. and that too is a whole thing. Um, and I probably won't ever get back to that. But digital files are king. And then also a huge thing with um revenue that I forgot to mention before is actual traffic to your website.
2: Oh, so you do like ads? Yeah. Who do you do right, that and to? Is that ads? It ad? Like
1: I have oh yeah, no, I have ads. I have Google
2: ads now. Okay. Is but that all ad, probably AdSense? migrate to one of the other ones? What's that? AdSense. Is that what yeah. you use? Or, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So how does all that right. work? Is it just pay yeah. you out monthly? for and it's based on how much
2: traffic you have. Yes. And it's just a plugin, right? Yes. I've always tried to set that up and I'm so bad.
1: <laughs> it's super easy. I... Really? Yeah, it's super easy. Okay. You just go to ad revenue and then you copy and paste it in like the footer of your website. I also learned to code. I DIY everything. It's kind of savage. I need to outsource some (laughs) more,
2: but (laughs) I mean, talk about Savage giving everybody your, your, your links to use and, you know, knowing what your mom's buying you. What tips do you have (laughs) for creating content that doesn't feel like salesy, but it results in, you know, you know, your fans are raving about it and you get like these, as you said, you have these viral videos and people are making these purchases based on what you do. How do you, how do you create content that like that?
1: Well, I'm, that's a great question. I think a lot of it has to do with if you're passionate about it, because I think the minute that you're not passionate about it, people smell that. So I am lucky enough to only work with brands that I am really passionate about. I know that some people need, you know, and I was in this genre or group, sorry, too, where I wasn't always super passionate about the products, but I think or that or finding a way to be passionate. So sort of looking out of the, outside the box. So a lot of times if I'll get a, you know, a request for something that I'm not super passionate about, like toilet paper, right? Everybody needs to buy toilet paper and toilet paper is a brand that exists. Like some of the things that I'll do that fit my brand are, you know, a craft using toilet paper or how to make a toilet paper stand. Like, cause there's so many cute ways on Etsy or a sort of controversial opinion. Like, which was the right way to roll the toilet paper.
2: Oh god, well,
1: yeah. Right? I kind of find that my content I like to lump it into three groups. So you do the inspirational with that something that people, you know, going back to the toilet paper is it sort of like okay great it's this is a beautiful bathroom. Like they styled it, it's very inspirational and like oh she's using this brand. Like oh cool. Like I'm feel good about buying that too. And when they go to the store, they will remember it and sort of subconsciously be like okay great. Like I feel comfortable and familiar with that. The shareable, which is sort of I find those to be like the funny things, the memes, like and if you can find a way to either make someone really mad or make someone like laugh, that content's going to get shared everywhere. You're going to see that little paper plane uh, everywhere. And then the last one is if you can teach something about it, whether it's a hack with toilet paper, like you'll never believe what you can use toilet paper for. You can use it for like makeup blotting or something or if you can build something with it, then people are going to say that to come back to later. They're so like, wow, I've actually never thought of that before. And then you get more repeated brand recognition with that.
0: So with that type of content, you know, I, I find there's a couple of like people on TikTok that I follow and obviously they're, they're doing something like, well, it's actually not necessarily obvious, right? Like you're watching something and you're just feeling really entertained, mm-hmm. but then you're like, oh, actually, where did she get that couch? Yes. And then you either have to like DM them for the link, but like subtly they're like, yeah, they want to share maybe your living room or your couches or whatever, but subtly they're like, oh, I can also link this up. So it's like how that I guess is like the content. That's the content. That's the kind of like branded content that I enjoy is like where it's actually like I could easily just like be entertained by it. And by yes. the way, like, oh, that Dachshund sweater is really cute. I need to know where they got it. Like your Dachshund's wearing the cutest sweater and then like, yeah. you know, or whatever. Like I yeah. can't find that that's the type of content that sells to me versus like someone being like, I bought this and you should too. Like Yes.
1: Well, I think there's like the two things about it. Like if it's something that your brand's really passionate about, it's either you you 100% go for it and you make it like the whole thing or you do, you're subtle about it, which I feel like it's something with practice, it just sort of makes sense. But if what I've done to put myself in the right mindset is exactly what you do is where I'll go into TikTok and which I think TikTok is a really great place for it because you get a lot of less of those like inspirational, like Instagram is definitely more of an inspirational content type of place, which is really great. But sometimes I think if you're looking for different types of content, then I think TikTok is really good. And I'll go and I'll search, you know, like you were saying, Dog sweaters, and we'll see which ones call out to me. And I'm like, oh, why did I like that? And then you just write a really quick list, you review it, and then you go and create your content.
2: That, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Now, getting a little personal about like your DIYs, Mm. what is your most popular DIY that you've made to date? Do you know?
1: Yeah. So, my most popular one is definitely, and it's pinned to the top of my profile, is I cut up a blanket which is a crochet blanket, and mm-hmm. made it into a dress. And the reason that it's so viral is because of three things. One, people think it's cool. Two, people think it's going to unravel, and they think it's magic, that it doesn't. But the secret is, I don't know why. It just doesn't unravel. Um, it's like, no secret. I know. I'm looking at it, too, and I'm like, hmm? And then the third is, everyone, it made a lot of people really mad. Why? I mean, any video that goes viral, which I could have a whole talk to you about this too, It's like how to <laughs> deal with like, one crafty girl, how to deal with trolls. Um, oh no. No, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's what you get when, out there. Yeah. I, mean, I remember my first viral video and it was about like bleach stamping or something and people, and I, it was like when reels were brand new and I was mortified because people were, I didn't know whether they were making fun of me or whether they actually liked the reel itself. And then I realized, like, I actually, it doesn't matter. And I find to date that my mo- my best DIY videos are things that make, I know we're going to make 50% of people really angry. And I do it on purpose. Hmm. So I'm actually sitting in a room right now in my house, or my parents' house, I should say. Because I wanted to redo their bedroom, uh, or this a bedroom for my profiles. And my mom was like, no problem, do the guest bedroom. And they're redoing the upstairs of the house, so we weren't going to you know, buy any new flooring just yet, which I think a lot of people are in that pickle right now where they're like, okay, great. Like looking for like less, more cost-effective home decor. Right. Right. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? That's make people really mad. I'm going to paint the wood floors. People were so upset about it. So upset. They were like, congratulate like it but it's funny because I actually don't care at all. And I actually was expecting that reaction because also the people that are, that I'm designing the content for the people who were like, thank you. I actually was looking for a solution to fix our upstairs before we can afford to put carpeting in. And those are the people that I'm trying to they
0: talk want to. somebody to go before them to tell them exactly what to do and what not to do when painting yeah. the
1: floors. Exactly. Because <laughs> the reality is, is also it's their home. It's my home. If I want to paint the floors green then I'm allowed to. Yeah. And it actually looks pretty good. But is it a forever solution? No. But if that is for someone, that's okay. Uh but you know, I kind of did it on purpose because everyone's going to have a reaction. But creating content that people are going to have a reaction to is the best, in my opinion. Good or bad.
0: I feel like, did you okay. did you put that on TikTok, by the way? I did. I
1: feel like I might have seen it because there is yeah. somebody I
0: th- feel like I've seen one video about painting floors. It probably was yours. I'm going to have to like go search for yeah.
2: <laughs> it. It's, it's, I was just looking at some of the comments on that crochet dress. It is very interesting. I Like mostly you see like positive comments. Like yeah. as part of the crocheting community, I was like, oh my goodness. I didn't know there was a crocheting community. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Crocheters are – and they're all
1: so, yeah. so talented.
2: Yeah. Um, well, yeah. But I, mean, I do not
1: desire to crochet. Like I know how to, but I – it's just not something that I find enjoyable at this time. Yeah.
2: Life. I think um, you're giving something new life, but you know, if that's totally that's actually, working for you, go for it. Right. Know I know.
1: I actually got a, the DMS that I got and it, it makes me laugh because some people are just a little bit out of touch. They're like, well, I really wish that you had like offered it to a senior home. And I get that a lot. And don't get me wrong. I, I, as a nurse, I think I can speak to this. The people they're. The people who are donating that, and I can't say this hundred percent of the time, but the majority of them are have made hundreds of those blankets throughout their life, and are the ones giving them to the goodwill because they're downsizing. Their kids, if they wanted them, were the ones that kept all the good blankets that were important, but they don't need a hundred;
2: they need yeah. like so. It's reducing waste, in my opinion. If you've crocheted one blanket, in other words, you've crocheted hundreds of blankets. One hundred percent. People don't. I'm like, step
1: inside a thrift store; they do not want me to go and drop them off they're completely
0: fine we have a lot of them my mother-in-law is a fantastic crocheter and we have we have my husband has some going back to his childhood and so we probably have like five or six which isn't hundreds but they also take up they take up a lot of space oh yeah but we can't get rid of them because they are fantastic yeah but yeah they like don't fold. they they're thick
2: I yes. still have one. I mean, I still have one that I got. You, do you know dollar a pound in Cambridge? Yes. Okay. I got one in, one before I went to college and it was, you know, dollar, I think it was dollar and a half a pound. I don't even know what it is now. And I still have it. And it's like, it is the thickest thing ever. Yes. Like, yes, and it's, I love it. And, but you know what? I barely use it. I might use it more if it was a dress.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, you a, know? that's all it's about, too. And I think a lot of people were like, yeah, I actually make a lot of projects. Like, it pains me to see you cut off, like, if that was my blanket. But if it's something that,
2: like, I didn't make. and It's, I'm- it's a really good point that you bring up about the controversy situation. Yes. Because yes. I remember one of my first, like, bigger posts was um about we uh, we live near a place in Linfields called Market Street. And they were doing oh, something. Know, that's for, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they were doing something for Gay Pride. And, you know, I'm trying to teach my daughter about, diff- you know, I she comes from a, you know, heterosexual couple. Most of my family is straight. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends in the gay community and everything. So I'm trying to expose her to different, different lifestyles and everything. And so I had taken this video of her and it was just absolutely adorable of her basically like prancing in front of this collage they had done in honor of gay pride and i actually had a bunch of people be like sure have the have the little one dancing in front of the gay flag you know and like obviously conservatives and i lost a bunch of followers after that because of it and i was just like i'm just trying to teach her that there's like different people in the world but it was like the first big reel that i did like all of a sudden everybody watched it and i was just like okay i see what you're saying with the whole controversy there all right well now Well, I feel like
1: those types of posts, I call them like weeding the garden. And I think for me too, like really when I was trying to grow and I would lose followers from something like I remember I posted like that my mom had breast cancer and like to get your normal screening, which I'm a nurse. so I'm going to tell you that. And it became this whole argument and that's not the intention of the post. And it made me feel not great. But then what I realized is the people that left were not people that I want to be my community and yeah. maybe they don't. And also they're not fast. I'm not fostering their ideas and that's totally fine, but it made the people that stayed have a more personal connection with me. And I would rather that yeah. I'd rather have a stronger, smaller community, which is yeah. easier to say now that I've grown. But well, yeah, but which, which is hard, you know, for a small creator, it's like you work for every single one of those subscribers. So mm-hmm. it hurts when they leave, but then you're like, you know what? Like 10 of those people that, Laughed by because twenty more are now like closer to me than they were before because they know something personal about me because I did a last thing I'll say about it I did a survey once you know I'm like what were what are you more likely to buy someone from it's like an influencer an inspirational reel a cool photo or like someone that feels like your friend and it was like ninety percent someone that feels like your friend so yeah. I'd rather be that
2: no totally how is your mom now by the way oh she's thriving oh okay. Well, just hearing, you know, you always hear that, and you're just like, oh, geez, you know, I hope everything's that's true. But ahead. that's why you have routine screenings, and yep. it saved my life. So, this has been such an interesting interview, like going <laughs> all over the place. All right, yeah. Bringing it back to the DIY aspect, so now we know you're most popular. What's your favorite DIY that you've done? Hmm,
1: oh, that's a that's a hard one. I think one of my more f- or my favorite ones recently is I found how to make a color changing dress. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. So, and I'm actually, by the time this airs, I will be a color changing coat, which is what I'm going to be doing now, because I always like to bring it back to New England, you know? Yeah. So, cause I don't think there's a bunch of New England DIY bloggers. It's like, it's cold here. We got to, you know, we're not all
2: from LA. So, yeah. <laughs> but no kidding. that's right the right the, the solar color dust, right? Exactly. I'm looking so, at that. Yeah. I love that one. It was yeah. a big del Soul girl
1: for anyone who knows what that is. Fam- I used to go on like family cruise vacations and they're like, the place I needed to go was Del Sol, And it was this store, you know, in, like Florida, the Caribbean that sells color changing, like hyper color shirts and nail polish, Frisbees, like everything. Oh my God. So I remember with,
2: like, the the nail polish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, <sighs> that is what I want. And you can get these shirts, which it went out of business. Like You can't really get them anymore. Mm. Which is a bummer because now I'm trying to bring it back. But um I was <laughs> you, like Wait. You might with all this. Yeah, I saw a video on TikTok of this person who is a really wonderful creator and she was basically like, Look, my dress changes color, and all the comments were like, Wow, it's magic. And the dress itself is like six hundred dollars. And I was like, and everyone everyone on TikTok, because I researched it, was like, Wow, it's just magic. Like the company like won't tell you how it's done. And I was like, there is a hundred percent chance you can buy this fabric dye on the internet. And I found it. And not only do they sell fabric dye, they buy, they sell mood paint, um, mood, yeah, mood paint. So I'm going to make a phone case into a, like a, a mood ring. Um, it also does color temperature dye. Oh, wow. And so you basically like, if it gets hotter, which like, I don't know that I'd recommend that one. Cause like, I'm a sweaty girl. So I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> recommend that. <laughs> But oh, they have one God. that reacts to the cold, and I will be using that because it's cold here. A that's a good DIYs if you just think out of the box. That, like,
2: no, totally. That's a great way to
1: like monetize and get your content seen. Is take an already viral idea and ask or answer the question that isn't being answered in it.
2: All right, all right. Well, now, that's,
1: yeah, that's good. I so like that. you,
2: so we, you know, we've kind of given people an idea of of what you do. You, you, in doing this. You've grown your Instagram to over one hundred and twenty thousand, and now I think you're what past one hundred and thirty five thousand on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, are you so with with the two? You know, you kind of alluded a little bit to this. Do you find that your like you can repurpose your TikToks or your Instagram reels to each other, or are you making like little changes before you post them to both platforms? Um,
1: I make little changes. I find yeah. I have a I actually have like an ebook also too about all this. If anyone's ever interested, uh, mm-hmm. because I have like the formula for how to make reels go viral. Uh, I think in my mind, this was also, or not viral, but like perform better. I would say with the algorithm, you need a three second hook, and the whole thing needs to be less than twelve seconds. It seems, or if it's something that's like super interesting, like a DIY, like this color changing dress, and you're telling a story and you talk over it, people. I want people to know the sound of my voice. That's something that I want with my brand going forward because I think it adds a personal touch. Mm-hmm. And I think going forward, this is just a hypothesis I have. You will get more from the creator in the TikTok, in the YouTube fund. If you use your own voice in your own original audio, because they do not have to pay another creator, i.e. the creator of the music for it.
2: Mm.
1: Wow! So just something to consider. But so I do that for Instagram, and then for TikTok, I do a lot more talking, uh, just treating it like my own personal page. I also just throw a lot of things that I normally wouldn't share that aren't curated on TikTok because it seems more experimental over there. One hundred percent, and so it's actually even if something doesn't do well, I'm like ah, whatever, like it's just part of like my portfolio in my life because I don't
2: really. Yeah, good I point. use the
1: stories on Instagram for more like my daily life, and then I'll just like post whole videos and not use the story feature on tiktok which i know some people do the story feature and it does really well i just it's not for me but i can't i I can't be everywhere at
2: once i didn't even know you could do a story feature on tiktok i just started like posting some stuff to tiktok i'm just like oh goodness i know Uh, so were you an early convert to reels and tiktok or you know did you
1: yeah, I think what ludes, not eludes yourself in DIY, but I, what I was struggling in my content before reels and short-term video was how to get people excited about something I made without showing them the process. Because, I mean, people could like, you know, swipe to see how it was made. And, mm-hmm. but even then carousels were very new and they would like, okay. it would be like a random photo on your feed. It wouldn't necessarily be the first one. So sometimes it'd post out of order, which I didn't really like. Um, so I was using Because you
2: pretty much. Post extra like exclusively reels now. I'm looking yeah. at yeah. So I mean, it makes sense.
1: And some people don't do that, but for me, I want every single post to move the dial for me. And I really don't think videos or pictures do that. They're beautiful, and I take I take beautiful photos, which do. is really like a shame because I love doing that. Like my husband and I are big into film, um not like hard like 35 millimeter. We found my mom's. Um, pentax from college and i just i don't share any of those but i use them as real color cover so it's fine
2: that's so cool i'm looking at some of them and i'm like oh i can tell there's just a little something different about some of the photos on here yeah they're definitely a little like there's like that older yes tw- twinge are you ju- are you see are you on our page we- jesse
1: yeah
0: i am yeah no your yeah. photography is great and Jesse's a photographer. Yeah,
1: thank you. So, <laughs> I like, my real like, honestly, my photography has been lacking a little recently, just because I don't bring my camera everywhere because I have my phone. And oh yeah, yeah. Do you well, know what I do don't? Do don't do? I don't bring
0: my camera a lot because then I feel like I have to do more work.
1: <laughs> totally true. So what are like? Oh, I got to edit.
0: I got to
2: get these out of the camera, and then I got to edit them, and like, it's bad. It's like, well, I and then if to... you go to a gathering, everybody's like, "All right, you're the photographer. Why don't you start taking the pictures?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My favorite mm-hmm. sentence your camera is just, takes such good photos. <laughs> Gotta love like, it. Nope. Gotta love it.
1: Nope. Not yeah, I cam. have a really good photographer friend, Kelsey Converse, who is. Oh yeah, insanely I know really talented. Yeah. Was my wedding photographer. I actually met her at a blogger event when she was mm-hmm. just starting out and just to see her grow is surreal. But I once made the mistake of being like, your camera, because I didn't have her camera and she's like it's me you know and then i was like i'm really sorry you're right
0: it's like here take it go ahead shoot see what happens. i can't, I can't do what she
2: does <laughs> i yeah i've definitely held jesse's camera every once in a while and been like okay this is a little too much yeah. and i have i have my own camera and 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 i love i love taking pictures but i'm not th- that good at it so it's you know it is a talent it is that you guys have um This has been amazing, Marissa. We've gone all over the place with this conversation, (laughs) but, um, I think that people are really going to enjoy it and they're going to, you know, especially since you are trying to get people to hear your voice more on your TikToks and your reels, you know, they feel like they'll really get to know you and kind of the craziness that is your life, (laughs) uh, as a nurse and crafty girl, one crafty girl, uh, that being said, so where can, you know, you, you've mentioned like a bunch of different places people can find you. What is, what is a couple of the best places that people yeah. could find you? I
1: guess the question at this point is where can't you find me? <laughs> um, probably at New York fashion week. They don't do DIY bloggers yet.
2: Not yet. You could <laughs> yes, change right. that. You could right? change I that.
1: Know. Soon, soon. Well, I guess <laughs> all the designers there are DIY bloggers. Right. In some regard, which actually I like that spin on it. Uh I am, if you want to contact me the best way to contact me is probably instagram dms i'm very active on there i love instagram um i'm a little bit more raw on tiktok and then soon you will find me weekly on youtube which is my new my new baby for the year now
2: that's awesome just a personal, personal convo
1: dm me but if you want to see everything i have to offer definitely youtube tiktok or instagram
0: and you mentioned that, um, e-guide where I'm on your, your links. Where oh, can I yeah.
2: find that? That, that uh, how to go viral on reels. Yes.
1: Yes. Um, so I'm trying to think if I took it off of you... that or not, but I'll, I'll check it out. Okay,
0: if you, if you I find the
1: link, please. I it will. We'll, include it,
0: we'll, we'll include that to the show notes too.
1: Yeah. I'll share
2: that. And then also my sewing patterns, if anyone's interested in yes. this year. Quite yes, definitely. I'm not going to start sewing anytime soon, but yeah. who knows? <laughs> no, I'll keep it, keep it in my back pocket if I get any extra time this this next couple really of years. Marissa, yeah. it has been awesome catching up with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's surreal that anyone has wants to hear what I have to say.
1: <laughs> of course they do. It's of been course. A blast. Do. I know. No, it's truly a dream come true. I I just every day I'm grateful for it. Oh, well,
2: Well, thank you you so much. Thank you so much for showing us all the great things that you do. Thank you. So I was just really inspired
0: with the amount of, I guess you could say, outlets in which she Mm. is able to monetize her content. Um, You know, she mentioned her Amazon shop, her LTK, like her brand partnerships, her ad revenue. So I think as a content creator, anyone listening as a content creator, you know, explore some of these options and see what works for you, especially if you're trying to really monetize your content. But then also, you know, Marissa had a lot of really good tips about creating content that is engaging because if someone isn't even watching your content, why would they want to buy the thing that you're using Mm -hmm. or the, you know, in her case, like her, Uh, what was it her her sewing template Um, that's right you know so you have to like get them engaged
2: and then see how that can then translate into a sale so it definitely was impressive to me as someone who, who seemingly can barely hold it together on like you know instagram and my own blog and that that's that's pretty much it how much she's doing with you know not only promoting her material through social media, like TikTok and everything like that, but also, yeah, through the, through Amazon shops and like to know it. And um, I know I'm terrible. I have like to know it as well. And I'm always terrible when it comes to promoting my stuff through there. I just don't seem to get it together. I try. <laughs> one um, thing at a time. Yes. One thing. And I think, and so far with Instagram, it's like, you know, that's been my project at the moment but then again and
0: you're you're monetizing a lot through the brand partnerships. so again it's right one of marissa's outlets To and that's
2: what i actually enjoy the most you know so i think that's another thing is you really have to focus on what you not not just what brings in the money but also what you enjoy you know mm-hmm. and, and kind of put your efforts behind that so um she just she's as i said she's she's amazing and i'm so glad we had her on the show um, to talk about all of the different ways. So everyone, you know, check out one crafty girl on Instagram, TikTok, you know, Etsy, everywhere, everywhere that she is. So, thanks so much for listening to cocktails and content cocktails and content creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, cocktails and content creation community. You can also follow us on Instagram at cocktails and content creation. And just like Jesse said at the beginning of the show, we would love it if you would review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. I'm Kate Andrews. You can follow me on Instagram and I guess TikTok when I actually post uh, at at Fashionably Kate and
0: Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail.
2: And happy content creating. Thank you.